If you're investing money, you look at what's the best opportunity for return on my investment. When it comes to you being a better man, you being a better person, move more, eat more protein gives you the best opportunity to show up better and be more of who you are. Get ready to tune in to stories of average men striving for greatness to become the leaders that are needed in their homes, in their career, and their communities. This is the Brotherhood of Fatherhood podcast. Hey, hey, everybody. It's Scott. And uh, I think you know that if you listen to this, I sure the heck hope you know that by now. So I'm back here this week with my friend, Jason Barron. Jason reached out to me and said, hey, we need to record. And I said, hey, back, we need to get you on here. And I'm super excited because Jason is really smart when it comes to you know, hitting your goals, helping with your health, your fitness. And I want to talk about that this time of year because so many people stop what they're doing and make backward progress. We're going to just tap right into Jason on this episode about how to overcome that. So first things first, if you're in incredible shape and you're doing everything perfect, you're lying. So keep listening. And if you're not, keep listening because this is going to help. Welcome to the show, Jason. How are you, man? I am good, Scott. Thank you for that introduction. Yeah, I say that because, uh, and, and disclaimer for the listeners, I have been f- dealing with a something, a cold, I guess you would call it, for like nine days now, and it, I, I feel amazing. But I just got this horrible cough today. So if I if I cough, I'm really you still want to answer my questions. That's what's your yeah. That's your, you're I'll getting just go out on mute. Yeah. <clears throat> the more I think about it, the more I cough too. So right now I'm really fighting. But um, you know, this is. Every year, well, I'll start it with this way, Jason. When someone says, I'm starting a diet in three weeks, or I'm starting next Monday, or, you know, I, I'm going to really shoot for my goals in at this life event changeover, whatever. My thought is, is you're lazy. And so me being this guy who's <laughs> like, hey, you're, you're the first day for your New Year's resolution is the second, this very second you come up with it. So if that's December 13th, start on December 13th. You don't start on January 1. That's for wimps. But even me who has that mindset, who is very, very disciplined, still struggle through this time of year. I mean, there's always, yeah. you know, there's always something hitting us. You know, there's so many different ways that we get sideswiped. So I definitely wanted to kind of dig in and kind of get your top list of how we can get through this season as badasses and as softies. There's a bunch of softies listening. Um, <laughs> I'm just making an assumption. But uh, oh, there's yeah. going to be. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, man, I'm just going to like let you go go for it. I like it, dude. I, I agree with you. I, I Part of the biggest hurdle is once you make that New Year's resolution or that goal to change, you mentally check the box. And the problem with that is that nothing's happened yet. But yet something in our mind says, hey, I'm already doing it. I'm, I'm good. I can lay off now because most, most cases we do it because of pain. So yeah, so we have actually done in my gym, we are really focused on this as well. We're putting a, we're doubling down on uh, these principles that we're going through today as far as what to do. And I'm going to hold the same viewpoint as you. We're speaking to men and we're speaking to uh, men who have thought about getting better, which in my opinion, should be everyone who's listening <laughs> for being it should honest. Be. If you're not listening, you shouldn't listen. I'm going to just kind of throw this out there before we even get started. I want you guys uh, who are listening right now to understand several things. And I'm going to be super salesy for a minute and, and no, no apologies given. Number one, if you haven't quite got where you want to go, the way to do that is through a coach. 
like guys, I, I, I would share with you how much money I'm paying for coaching right now, but you would think I'm an idiot. But the thing is, is that my business is growing. My health is, is better. My nutrition is better. My mindset is better because I pay a lot of money for a coach. Therefore, I make a lot more money. So I'm just going to put it out there that Love you it. must get a coach. If you're not where you want to be, whatever it is, get a coach. The second thing I'm going to say is Jason is a stellar, stellar <laughs> coach. I know the trainings he's gone through. I know the um, systems and Appreciate things that. that he implements. And so I want you to listen with an incredibly critical ear. And then I want you to reach out to Jason. And I'm not joking. This is, I'm, I'm incredibly serious. In fact, I th- I'm thinking of a few people that I know listen to my podcast that like need to sign up with Jason right now. So Jason, that's a lot Love to put that. on the line Absolutely. there. And I get zero kickback from this, but uh, you've been on my podcast, what, three, four times. And yes, for sir. me, I am a full believer in what you do. I know that you do story work. I know that you have a very firm foundation in the fitness industry, in the nutrition and health industry. So I'm going to yes. just go ahead and get my stamp of approval and backing. And yes, we're hard, I'm hard selling you all right now. Let's go, dude. I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm all game in that because again, we as men, we typically go through the same struggles. We're all the same. And what the heck we're battling and going through that. So uh, I'm going to end with a, a big point. It's going to have some spiritual connection to it. You don't have to be spiritual, understand it, but it's going to be really big that I think I learned this even this past weekend. But uh, first and foremost, my number one thing, Scott, this is going to be surprising to you, is to freaking exercise. Like daily exercise. The number one thing you can do as a guy to jumpstart, put the jumper cables to your dead car is to exercise. And I don't care if it's weightlifting, rucking, walking, uh, the water aerobics with the old ladies at the gym, get your freaking butt moving. And if we don't have time, we do a whole podcast on just alone, but the amount of benefit and spark and, and momentum that daily working out does for you as a man is there's no greater return in life that you can get from that because it will then the collateral effect it has on who you are as a person, there's only upside. I mean, Scott, how often have you had a bad workout? You've been working out longer you than know, I am. No, no, no bad workout is a bad workout. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am much older than you. And even bad workouts, I go away and like, I moved. There are days yeah. when I don't want to go in the gym and I literally pick two movements, isometric, weightlifting movements. I didn't yeah. get my heart rate up, but y- y'all know that I rock and playing with your too. phone doesn't count as a movement. No, you put your phone down. No, yeah. no. And I go away and I'm like, I did not feel like it. And I still did something and I made progress and I feel like a million bucks. Yeah. And I think there is no bad workout. And I know we hear that. I know it's, it's almost borderline like common knowledge or just a throwaway, but like we, every program we start, begins with that. It is the tip of the spear is your exercise. And I've been telling my clients this past year that I'm up to the the point. I've been personal training for over 20 years. I've owned my CrossFit now over 10. I've been coaching a long time. Thousands of people have been through. And I'm to the point now, like it is, I'm going to say maybe 60 up to 80, if not more, the point of your workout has nothing to do with your physical outcome. It's all mental. So the workout itself is derived for the mental benefit it gives you. And here's what I have, I have classified it or put it in this category. What workout does for you, it keeps you in the good decision-making zone. 
Okay. Even for men, we don't become as emotional and make the stupid decisions that happen when we're freaking hangry or we're upset or we're freaking stressed out by all the things in life that we need to do. What the workout gives you is the ability to maintain good decision making zone. All right. Yes, there's going to be physical benefits from it. Yes, because you have to put in the work. So the second tier point of why exercise matters is because you can't freaking fake it. You have to put in the work. And to me, that's the biggest like upside physically because you can't give me biceps. You can't give me a, a big chest. Only I can do that. And there's something to be said to showing up for yourself in this vein of just um, my new, my new phrase is this, Scott, I, I took this from, um, random Instagram videos of, of, uh, Belichick, um, how he used to, he might still do this. All his players, he says, put it in the bank. Every like hard workout, it was specifically Edelman running up hills, doing sprints. And he would just constantly say to them, put it in the bank, put it in the bank, put it in the bank, meaning put the hard work in the bank, eating your protein, put it in the bank, doing the weights, put it in the bank. Why? So when you need it, it's there. And I freaking love that concept overall. So for me, number one, again, I, I am speaking fast and energetically because I don't want this to pass by people, it is do a workout. It's the tip of the spear. It is more mental for you than anything else, but you're going to guarantee improve in a physical way in all areas. As you cough, bring it. Oh man, there is just something that happens when you've done something hard and you second guess that's that food that you're going to take that is going to move you in the wrong direction. Yeah. Like, man, I've already added some deposits yeah. in the positive. Why would I re reverse that today? A lot of people will think, well, no, I worked out really hard, so I deserve that. Well, that's a really quick, easy mindset to get over. Like, yeah. if you deserve food, dude, you're an American. You're, you you have food at your fingertips. We don't deserve yeah. it. We Well, then, we to have your it. point, I think it's a, it's a little boy. It's an immature boy, like, perspective. Totally like, right, let's, little, let's, little. let's be men here. Let's, let's rise up. And to your point, what really drew me and why I fell in love with CrossFit is because of that reason is because we are constantly facing yourself in these difficult, challenging, you can't hide in a good CrossFit workout. That's why I love it. I, I, I'm full believe it's the best workout out there to do from all the, the wide range of activities it gives you and the different challenges but more than that, just the fun and the interaction it has is second to none. But regardless, you can still do a good workout if you're only doing rucking or doing Orange Theory or whatever. The point being, you can't hide from yourself in a workout. Right. Like to your point exactly, you can't hide from yourself in that challenge. And that's, I think we need that as men. I think I'd like to clarify something that's pretty common and we're going to go well over our time. I've already decided. <laughs> um, I think I would like to clarify something that we've, that, so my wife coaches women in nutrition and she'll like, How, how's your movement? Oh, it's awesome. I played pickleball for three hours. Well, she started to kind of like really dig in and and really kind of evaluate what that looked like. And she got to that point. It's like, hey, like, great. That was a fun time for you. That's not intentional movement. Like that is more, there is a point where you can do something 
in a way that's not going to move the needle for you, yes, you're moving. I would call that active recovery. Yeah. Pickleball's active recovery. A slow walk around the neighborhood is active recovery. Why do I strap 30 pounds to my back or to my chest as in a, in a vest? Because that actually engages a lot of muscles. And then I, I push my pace, right? So, but I'll tell you, my rucks or my, my weighted walks are not counted as a workout. For me, it's just bonus. It's an active recovery day. So I think the right exercise is the exercise that you will do. But to your point about CrossFit, is you it's really hard to be lackadaisical through that. And it's and there's a lot of different pieces that keep you moving beyond your comfort zone. So I would challenge you, like if you've been walking for four years and that's what you do every day, and maybe you go for 35 minutes and your your pace is like 19 minutes per, you know per mile, I would second guess, hey, like let's let's do every five minutes do a minute of jogging. Or really, I believe, Jason, let's see if you agree. I don't, I don't, I don't believe any man should not be lifting weights. I don't, I don't, oh, I, no. I, I just can't get over the importance of moving something heavy. Yeah. The fancy word sarcopenia, the, the loss of muscle tissue, dude, like you got to lift. But, and that's what I thought of too. Like people are going to either be like the walkers, the hikers or ruckers, or I think most guys have lifted at some point, whether that's successfully or not. But the, the amount of, I can, I mean, this could be the whole hour, dude, but I don't want to do that. Like lifting and high heart rate. So how do you define a workout? Maybe to your point, I'm going to define it and you give me your definition too, Scott. My definition of a workout is going to be, it's, it's raising your heart rate to the point where you're breathing heavy. You can't do this. You can't have a conversation that's normal. You got to pause and catch your breath in between. Got to be that and or has some weight bearing movements with it. If we're doing that, that to me is a workout. Now, yes, I am. I am 1000% pro CrossFit because to your point, you can't fake it. And for most people, I think are scared to do CrossFit because they're scared to face that. They're going to face that piece of them where they used to go to the gym, do a set, pick up their phone, look a little bit, scroll. All right, it's been a couple of minutes. I'll do another set kind of thing. No, that's not working out, man. That's not what we're talking about. I do have to have to hit something on the head because I've owned a CrossFit gym. I do CrossFit workouts. I'm not against it by by any means, but there are people out there that give it a really bad name. I was at a I was at a mastermind get together this week, and this gal was talking to this very large guy who had started with CrossFit two weeks ago. And here's the problem that happens: is she goes, you know what you need to do? Two weeks, mind you, and he's big. She's like, you need to join a, you need to sign up for a competition today, and you need to be focusing what? every day on the movements in that competition. You need to train specifically for that competition. It's going to push you so hard. You're going to do things you never knew how you're, you're going to know how to do. You're going to fall in love with them. I'm like, that is the worst, worst, the worst, worst, worst advice you could give. I just stay and quiet. And it's not <sighs> coming what CrossFit like headquarters believe. They no, believe in purity of movement, get your range of motion and then add intensity. Like why would you go to the intensity first? That makes no yeah, sense. Yeah. And so like put all those old school or uneducated type people out of your mind and, yeah. and, and understand that there's reasonable CrossFit out there. I don't think yeah. it's the only modality. I mean, I do CrossFit maybe twice a week. The well, rest what I is- like about it, dude, I like the fact that it's the environment. So what I tell people, like just, just walk into the environment. If you put yourself in the environment that produces the change or gives you the opportunity to change, that's what I mean from it. Now, yes, there is going to be 
bad and good and bad CrossFits, a thousand percent. But the majority of it is that you can, even with bad, let's say it's the worst CrossFit bad coaching, it's still an environment that gives you the opportunity to improve yourself. And you should have the ability to then control what you're doing within that class. Let's say if you're under a bad coach kind of thing. But yes, it is going to allow you to do with other people. So there's going to be a fun aspect to it. Typically, we crank the music up. We have a good time doing it. So if it's not CrossFit, the point is create opportunity that gives you the chance to challenge yourself and to change. That's my definition of a workout. That's, to me, is the tip of that spear that we're, that we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think we can agree on that. Okay, so we have movement every single day. Yes. We all know that you can't outwork your fork. <laughs> agree or disagree? Agreed. Okay. Are you ready? But I'll let you go ahead with your second point. point <laughs> I'm two. not going to derail you. Well, like this wasn't planned, but I got it with me. It is protein. This is my uh, my dinner because I got to run here, take my girls' basketball game, come back and coach a class. So I'm not going to get enough food in. I'll grab the shake. It's a chocolate mint one. I love them. What, two, 225, 250, at, like 30 grams of protein. Protein is by far, again, if you're talking about food, the biggest bang for your buck as far as what should I do? If anything, get your protein in. So I love simplicity. So for me, when it comes to movement, I want you to win the week, win the month. And what does that mean by that is have more days moving than at rest. Okay. So that's four days in a week. You win the week. If you got 16 days in a month, you win the month. I want you to win the month of more movement than non-movement. Nutritionally, stupid simple. Get your protein in. Now, there are some equations to this. So I don't want to get too technical, but we start with 0.7 grams of protein per body weight. Okay. And then from a, then give me some vegetables and fruit, put it on your plate. That's it. Okay. Um, if you want more than that, we talk about six cups of fruits and vegetables. That's six fistful of fruits and vegetables in a day. If you can do that, you're going to be 80, 85% on pace and you have room to do the other stuff. I'm a big believer in this is a negation, Scott. So po- apologize, but not cutting things out. Okay, or not eliminating things. I want all food to have ass. You have ability to get all foods in if you want. I do milkshakes, I do pizza. But if we get your protein base and then your fruits and vegetable base, that allows you the biggest bang for your buck as far as that opportunity for change. Well, the truth is, if you're getting enough protein and you're adding fruits and vegetables, you're not going to have a lot of room for the other stuff. I've had to do some elimination of some things. And my wife and I were talking about this yesterday. She goes, you used to say, I never eat bread or I don't do this anymore. And she said, you've changed your your language to, I really try to avoid bread and pizza and whatever, because she's like, once someone sees you eating that thing, you say you never eat, you're a liar. And so um, I've been very careful with that. But I have really figured out what makes me feel good and what does was it doesn't. And I really work at eliminating those things that doesn't. But if I were to say I'm never going to have a slice of pizza again, all I'm going to do is crave pizza, right? So before this recording, I had a fair life protein drink, 30 grams of protein in 210 calories, I think it was. And I do that between every meal because for me, I've got to hit like 120 grams of protein a day. And I love eating meat. I eat a bowl of meat for lunch and, um, you know, eggs and, and a protein drink for breakfast and then meat for dinner. That's like literally my life. And sure, that's a lot of meat, but I'm still not getting my protein. And so I do supplement with drinks like you're talking about, and it's yeah. been incredibly beneficial. So uh, I love it. 
Like all the other details of all the other rules that exist for nutrition all have an element of truth to them, but pause that for a second. So it's not like, what's the best exercise for me to do? Just get your butt freaking moving, dude. Get your butt moving, raise your heart rate, do some lifting. However you want to do that, do that. Nutritionally, protein, get your protein in, make it your palm and get that three times a day. Like that would be like, if nothing else, you're going to be in a really good place for change. And I love what you said, Scott, how about your filtering of your food? We call it, uh, and a lot of guys don't spend time doing this, but increase your awareness of your relationship with food. So I'm going to say, if I were to venture on a limb, most men fear fruits and vegetables because it seems too feminine, salad, diet, restriction. What we believe, because I know how we've talked before, it's not about necessarily caloric restriction to make success. It's about, no, give yourself opportunity to change. And that means getting your protein in and then get some vegetables and fruit. If you have carbs, you have carbs. But if start with the opportunity first. Now, if you've been doing this for a while and you want to see change, if you need to, I say, I don't say weight loss because I'm into words and language, which would be my next point. But weight loss, if you lose your keys, you want to go work to find them. It's kind of inherited in our brain if you lose something to go find it. So we say uh, release the weight. If you want to release the weight, um, yes, it's going to come down to calories. Eat less calories than you're burning off. How do you know that? Whatever the clothes and the scale is doing. There's ways to do that. But that's when it becomes more individualized per person. Does that make sense? It does make sense. I like the language change. It's really important. I'll let you talk about more about that. But um, yeah. yeah, when you start to kind of live that restrictive lifestyle, your brain will automatically focus more on the thing that you're trying to restrict. Yeah. You're yeah. setting yourself up for failure. So, yeah. and and the, the word diet, like diet literally means the food you eat. Yeah. <laughs> so when we say go on a diet, it's like, what does that even mean? The whole the the whole terminology has been so disorganized yeah. that your Destroyed. diet really sh- it, it, yeah, yeah your diet should be defined by what you're eating, and so therefore you're not going on a diet. You're you're redirecting your mind to focus on the foods that are going to help you live at top performance, but also the things that you can actually do. It's got to be actually doable. That's why I I don't know how you coach. I think we're working with guys. I think to your point, the performance thing, I think really works with us men. Like we want to perform well and like be functional and it needs to work well for you. So here's two coaches, professional fitness peeps, and we have ready to made protein drinks. So like, yeah, we're getting real food in. It still counts. Like, just get your protein in. Let me ask you this question, Scott, off the blue. If you had to picture your childhood and a meal that like best relates or like uh, you think of your family or growing up or your household, what what is that meal? That makes sense? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was a uh, handmade meal, usually multiple. None of it was, uh, what do you call it, processed? You know, I don't know if I'm answering the question. We did real meals. <laughs> So you think of me, you think of the meal growing up would be what? The happy, happy times of family growing up. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. Yes. Dinner at the table together. What is it? What are you eating? We're eating casseroles, spaghetti, multi-ingredient food. I don't know how to explain that. That's good. So what I get to is that for most people, even men, we have an emotional tie to mm-hmm. our nutrition. The reason why we do what we do. And typically it starts with, and it comes from 
upbringing. So for some reason, if I were to think of my upbringing, this is, there's two of them. It's going to be pizza because my dad loves pizza. I love pizza. And then it's also going to be like your um, grilled cheese and tomato soup. So what you said to me was a high carb, high fat meal. So for most people, if you think of a your home, a, a feel good meal that you were raised on or you picture a home with, it's going to be typically a high carb, high fat meal. Okay. My point being is just recognize that those undertones, that awareness, we have them as men with connection to how we were raised up. A smart individual who is protective, who wants to be a high performer in life, most men want to improve, recognize you have been influenced on your uh, connection to your food. Does that make sense? Is that fair to say? Absolutely. You eat a lot of casseroles now? No, but exactly. it, I like them. I like them, yeah. but the opposite is true as well. My mom had this, you know, she believed that I got all these earaches because I was allergic to milk. So she just crossed out all dairy. She would buy Cheetos and hide them in the highest places <laughs> and buy free uh, 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 ice cream and put them in the back of the fridge or freezer and tell me those were off limits to me. Well, guess what I ate anytime no one was around? That. <laughs> like uh, uh, Cheetos and ice cream. <laughs> like, put it with the ice cream, eat it up, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Those, those, uh, <laughs> those relationships are crazy. The way that we see food, the way that we react to food, and you kind of look yeah. at the history and yeah. Yeah, and the point and is I, that we think of women being the emotional ones. We're just as emotional. We just express it completely different. But those emotional yeah. connections are there with food. I have some really good friends who fight me on eating healthy because it, it goes against how they were raised. I'm like, listen, let's let's look at it differently. Look at it as opportunity, like an investment. If you're investing money, you look at what's the best opportunity for return on my investment. And it, when it comes to you being a better man, you being a better person, you can you can show up better for the people in your life. You can show up better for your job, whether you're an employee or a boss, whatever you are doing, move more, eat more protein gives you the best opportunity to show up better and be more of who you are. You're able just to do better in life with those two principles alone. Yeah, for sure. All right. Awesome. I got a third and that's well, it. I'm a, I will leave it at okay. three. I like three. Let's go with, the, let's hit me with number three. Number three is going to be the mental piece. And I'm a big language guy. And what I want us to what really has helped me a lot is to know that the number one thing that we fight and we battle in life, and you know this, it's the imposter syndrome. And the imposter syndrome is the voice that tells you you can't, you shouldn't, don't do that. You're not uh, good enough. You're not worthy. You're going to embarrass yourself. They don't like you. She doesn't like you. Uh, they won't hire you. All that negative bullcrap that's built within the framework of man, and it's derived from a protection standpoint. And this is why I love your podcast. And I love what you stand for, Scott, because it's all about fighting that. It's all about standing up. And that's that's the fight. That's where the battle lies for, I'm going to say just about everyone, but especially men, talking to men. Your fight is not against another guy, unless you're in the military right now. Most of us are not, unless we're over there, you know, thankful for them. Our battles, even for guys coming back, I had a guy on my podcast, he was a 20-year vet in the, in the Navy. He's really high up in rankings. 
And um, we did a thing recently um, through CrossFit on Veterans Day. We did that workout, Chad. And Chad was in honor of uh, just bringing awareness to suicide for for the military guys who come back and kind of lose who they are and battle with PTSD and all that stuff. And what you find is stress and PTSD and all those high stress moments in life leave an impact and an imprint. And it opens up opportunity for the imposter syndrome to have even a stronger voice in who we are. So your point about having a coach is someone to call out your bull crap or your inner grouping, your three to four friends who know you and go, dude, what are you doing, man? You're, you're, that's not you. Like To catch you in the moments of lowness, you need other men to do that. We were not designed, created to be alone. Even though most of our stuff that we do as men is isolated, that's fine, but you should never be alone. So the imposter voice syndrome speaks to all the things that you shouldn't do. You shouldn't take, take risks. You shouldn't ask her out. You shouldn't be a better husband. You shouldn't be a better employee. You shouldn't take better care of yourself because it ain't worth it. It's all that negative bullcrap of what you can't do is found in that voice. I can go on, but I'm like, I'm gonna leave it there for that sake of know that that voice exists for every man, every man. It does. And, you know, you brought up friends that will call you out for things. And, you know, most friends just won't do it anyway. A really, really, really good friend will will call you out. And the thing that I see very frequently is most guys don't have that level of friendship with people. Yeah. Or the guys just don't feel comfortable. To, yeah, it's just, it's, it is. It's a fear thing. So that's what's so advantageous. Well, I don't about, know, Scott, so maybe starting a, a podcast about brotherhood of fatherhood, like hello, brotherhood, like that doesn't mean alone. It means freaking together, dude. Like, come on. But why, why yeah. are, why are guys so, why are we so afraid to do that stuff? Why are we so afraid to like, most guys I think picture like holding hands singing Kumbaya when we're doing like these like challenge groups or these meetings. And you know, I mean, you've done it. Like you preach it. Like it's not that like just getting around other men yeah. who are going through the same stuff, dude, like iron sharpens iron, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you don't really experience it until you experience it. You can't figure it out until you experience it. So you just have to take that first scary step to get in a room with other men that are willing to do that or get in that in that that group that's willing to do that. And yeah. I have a bunch of really amazing men that will call me out on my my stuff. But when I paid someone to call me out on my stuff, things changed. It went a level up because now I'm responsible. I've got skin in the game. So I think my message to people is put skin in the game. Whatever that means to you. If you don't have the financial yeah. skin in the game, put the skin in the game by going to that person Time. saying, I need help. I want accountability. Um, or yeah, put the time in those things, yeah. but just do it. So my message kind of to wrap this up is the three points that Jason made are crazy amazing. They're awesome. And there's no reason to wait until New Year's to do them. You start now. You start right now. And then by the time you hit New Year's, you'll be in your stride and you will crush it. And then nothing can stop you. And yeah. so, you know, I would suggest just getting started when now. now. A lot of people are like, yeah, doing 75 hard or whatever. Well, I'm going to start after the holidays. It's like, no, what are you afraid? You can't go without a drink over a holiday. Okay, well then <laughs> let's look at you. You have a problem. 
if you, like you've got a problem. Yeah. If you can't go without a, a yeah. drink on a holiday, you've got a problem. So now we're facing well, something the, different. The problem so be, that, well, the problem is like, um, perfection, like perfection is not the goal. Yeah. Like to win this, not perfection is just win the month, do more moving than non-moving, eat more protein yeah. than you're doing now. Like that's not perfection. That's opportunity for change. And most people get tripped up. Like to your point, thinking I have to be, everything has to be in a line. My ducks have to be in a row before this needs to be working for me. No, go put it in the bank today. Go put it in the bank, put it in the bank, put it in the bank. Every day, show up, put it in the bank. I love it, yeah, dude. Agreed. You get me fired up. Agreed. All right, good. I'm gonna well, I'm going to just... I'm going to, I'm going to say guys, if you feel like you want help, reach out to Jason, his information will be in the show notes. It's, uh, he's a no brainer and, um, I have no clue what he costs, but whatever it is, it's worth it. And he, he does do virtual. He owns a gym, but he is very good at coaching through the phone lines or zoom yeah. or whatever hit your choice modality of choices. And I will tell you that distance coaching is literally, I think just as effective as in-person coaching. There's just, sometimes you need somebody to show you movement yeah. and that's different, but well, I'm here in uh, Ohio and I had a client I used to train in Australia, so we can make yeah. it work. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm coaching somebody not in health, but I'm coaching somebody and I'm coaching a few people, but one of them's in, uh, is in Europe. So, you know, and cool. it's making life strides. My wife has, his wife is a client for nutrition. Obviously she's in Europe, but making massive strides. And so don't be afraid. It's time to do it. It's the ultimate gift you can give for yourself and your family. And the best way to serve your family is to make sure you are primed. You are in good shape. You are functioning at the highest level. Jason, where can Let's people go. find you? Right now, uh, coach Jason Barron on Instagram. You can find that probably the best way. And again, we'll put that in the yep. show notes. Um, again, if you do, I'll say this, most most clients I do have a variation of CrossFit, but not every client I train does pure CrossFit. So I know I don't mm. want that to be a hookup until you understand what it is. It's just functional movements at high intensity, not maximal intensity, but high intensity. But yeah, that's that was good. Dude. I, I'm, I'm fired up. Nothing else. Uh, <laughs> let go. Let go yeah. better. You um, and I are, are dialed and ready to go, huh? Keep that simple, dude. Let's go. Yeah. Win All the right. month, man. Win the month. That's win the right. day. Let's go. Win, win December. Don't wait for January. Thank you very much, Jason. You, and for the rest of you, keep tuning in. We'll bring stuff to you every week. I know I missed a week. I'm so sorry. Holidays and traveling got me. Uh, that's an excuse, but they did get me. So uh, I failed. But we're yeah. moving forward. Okay, Thank baby. you for listening. Appreciate See you. you on the other end. Thank you for listening to the Brotherhood of Fatherhood podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, be sure to share it with your friends, your family, and follow us on social media. If you are a father, make sure you join our Facebook group, The Brotherhood of Fatherhood. Hit the subscribe button and tune in next time for more podcasts from The Brotherhood of Fatherhood.